listening to Good Guys Talk Back with your hosts, Nick Morowski and Pat Hester. Follow us on Twitter at Good Guys TV or on Facebook at Good Guys Talk Back. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to episode 71 of Good Guys Talk Back, your Chicago White Sox podcast fan-centric at Blue Collar. I am Nick Morowski, and uh, I've got my co-host, Pat Hester, standing by. We're going to bring him in in just a second. We've got a lot to get to uh, as the World Series starts winding down. Um off-season will begin. We've got uh, Han's wish list. Uh, we've got our own little predictions, uh, hopes and dreams, of course. Some awards have been uh, given out, and there's more to come. And then that managerial search, uh, we've got a ship without a captain, and we're going to get to some of those names uh, that have been talked about. Um, you can listen to this podcast anywhere you have found your podcast. Simply subscribe. Every new episode will come into that inbox. Uh, good to have you along here. Uh, let's bring in my co-host, Pat Hester. Hello, sir. Nikolai Habibulin, how are you, sir? Yeah. It's, uh, mm-hmm. it's great to uh, start my morning with you. Uh, nothing like a, a hot cup of coffee and start a mm-hmm. Saturday morning in my pajama pants stocking White Sox baseball yeah. with uh, my good friend. Yeah, it is. Uh, I mean, it's a 365 uh, all year, I think, for you and I. And I know there's so many more of us out there that uh, just want to talk Sox baseball, you know, any chance we can get. So this is a treat, man. Uh, got a lot of things to I'd like to get your opinion on a lot of stuff. And um, some interesting uh, names have emerged since the last time we talked Um in terms of managerial, uh, the Larusa stuff doesn't quiet down. Um, since the last time you and I recorded, Pat, uh, you know Bob Nightingale from USA Today is not—he's doubled down and he has continued to press. And recently, now uh, NBC Sports Chicago and, and Garfine and, and Duber and all those fine folks uh, have confirmed that Larusa has been interviewed. And, and others have been interviewed. They just didn't release those names. Uh, let's let's zero in on Larusa though. Has anything changed uh, with your opinions towards having Larusa as our next uh, Sox manager? Wow. Uh, no, not much has changed. I think it would be a crime against Sox fans if if they went with a seventy six year old manager. Not to to age shame people, but yeah. I mean. I, I just don't see it as a good fit. I, I get it. The guy's been around, still around the game in, in three, I think, front offices over the last 10 years. It's not like mm-hmm. he's been, you know, uh, it, with Phil Jackson in Montana on a ranch somewhere just uh, watching sunsets. <laughs> I mean, he's been a part of the game, but good Lord. Um, it, yeah. and, and, and this is, and, and we talked about it before this, the different generations uh, of Sox fans that, that'll look at this and they'll go, I talk about it with my dad and he'll say, I, I could see that. I, you know, mm-hmm. a good manager. And I think about it and I go, Holy merciful Lord. How can we have a guy that uh, is, is already pushing the life expectancy of a, an American male in this country? I just can't, I can't yeah. see it. I just can't. Well, I, you know, the age thing jumps out at you, but then if you want to switch to the political spectrum briefly, you're like, well, no matter what happens in a few weeks, we're going to have a, you know, a president that is mid to late seventies leading the country, uh, which is, you know, unprecedented in terms of uh, how old that is for a president. So I, I'm with you on, on wow. 76. Uh, yes. Still been within the game. Uh, could manage very well, could manage. And, and who knows, maybe some of these players would see him in a, in a like a great, fatherly type role and say, wow, you've done everything in this game. Um, you know, you're, you're the guy that, you know, it, it, we're, we're going to listen to and, and a lot of respect given and, you know, sure. But it just seems again, he, he could do it. Who knows? He could come in. I've tried to warm up to it. I've tried to think about, well, you know, stranger things have happened. And, and if they think this is the right guy, which we're now hearing he's like 
the top candidate. You know, I've heard, I've read some articles like it's his job to lose almost, uh, which sounds a little crazy to me. Where I'm coming from is if you break down, you know, Hans Presser, when Renteria and uh, Cooper were let go, it, it, the things he says, and he, and, he, and he gave himself some outs, you know, he, he left some things open-ended. So maybe it's more, we're more interpreting this, but I look at it as recent uh, October experience, a uh, recent, you know, championship experience. Um, and, I, you know, La Russa doesn't fit that. And if you're letting um, Renteria go because slow to in-game analytics, um, you know, had too much of an old school mentality, Sox brass wasn't happy that, you know, Renteria decided to, to throw at Contreras during the Cubs sack series and uh, Renteria being very prickly in, in season about, you know, I, I'm, I'm doing it with my heart, with my gut. Uh, I, I don't know. I haven't read enough about La Russa to say that he, you know, is this uh, savant with in-game analytics. And maybe they're not looking for some savant, but one of the things that I've, I've heard him say uh, about, you know, folks that are kneeling for the flag, you know, they, they shouldn't be part of the, you know, the game, do it in the clubhouse. Have you heard some of these things too? Yeah, I, I haven't. Um, I, I've, what I've heard is, you know, everybody's trying to get the angle on, is this really going to happen? I, somebody reached out. I think Dennis Eckersley was on a radio show yeah. somewhere yeah. and, and X said he couldn't see it. He couldn't see him doing it. Um, even though he's, you know, interviewing and, and doing the courtesy of that. Um, I've also heard, you know, Jesse Rogers, who's on ESPN, he covers mostly obviously the Cubs during the year, but he's down at the world series. They asked yeah. him yesterday, you know, what he's hearing about it. And he's talked to Bob Nightingale and the sense was that yes, he's being interviewed and it sounds mostly because of Jerry, uh, yeah. but he can't see it happening. So if he's saying he can't see it happening, I'm taking that as that's what he's hearing from Bob. So mm-hmm. though Bob is going out there and I, I think being somewhat of a, maybe as a puppet to, to the white Sox, like, you know, we, you've got a good relationship. You want, you want to keep this up. You want leaks. This is what we need you to do type of thing. I don't know if I, I'm usually not a conspiracy theorist a lot, but I, I just, I just, for whatever reason, I feel like the Sox are, with it only being the, the only person you've heard about, it just seems like it's, the, 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 the management has decided, this is what we want leaked, this is we want, what we want the media mm-hmm. to follow, mm-hmm. so they're not yeah. following what we're actually doing. It's like, go down yeah. this rabbit hole, everybody worry about this. And I really think it goes back to because I, I really think they want AJ Hinch or, or Alex Cora, which it sounds like Cora's going back to the Red Sox, to kind yeah. of take the 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 talk about you're going to hire a, a cheater or you want a cheater yeah. managing yeah. your baseball team. So I, I, that's yeah. what I go back to. And if I could say this also, Nick, um, I don't yeah. really want Larusa as my manager, but I would rather vote for him to, for president over the two guys that we have. So is that. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I think I, I don't know what, I don't know what his political views are, but I'll, I'll take that as, a, as maybe the next four years. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not a bad, uh, you're not going to be the Sox manager, but guess what? Uh, I think <laughs> you're going to be able to take on the ballot to be president of the United States. How, how does that sound? Let's get um, nuts, man. Let's go. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, the more I think about it and talking to folks from, you know, my, my dad and to, uh, you know, friends, folks at work, you know, other folks that know I'm a Sox fan have, have, have reached out to me. Like, well, what do you think about this neighbors in the neighborhood? You know, it, it's just, you know, I, I, it feels like a little bit of a PR move because when's the last time that the Sox, uh, you heard rumors or you heard whether they were going after somebody in the off season or pursuing a trade and it actually happened. You know, yeah. how many things have been wrong over the last few years? You know, hell, uh, up, up until, you know, that press a few weeks ago, we were all set with Renteria being here for, for a few more years to see this team all the way to the World Series, yeah. you know. And, and, and so that I, I'm with you on that. The more I think about this, um, I can I can make an argument for it. 
I can make an argument for Larusa being the next manager, but just because I can make an argument, don't it doesn't mean that I, I really think it, it should happen as a fan from a fan perspective. Um, you know, there are so many other candidates that I think fit closer to what Han uh, said uh, that I'd be interested in, and and two guys that uh, you know we heard we've heard some things about. Um, since the last time we talked, uh, one, a former sock, a, a legend, uh, AJ Pruszynski throws his name in, uh, not the AJ that we all anticipated, but the AJ that we could get, uh, I highly doubt it, but thoughts on Pruszynski, Pat. Yeah. I heard his interview, uh, live when he, when he talked about it. Um, and I was quite taken aback and I guess it's because, it didn't seem like that was really on AJ's, you know, uh, things to do list. It seemed to me like he was pretty happy living his life in Florida and, and, and being on TV once in a while on, I think it was, I think he's on TBS, um, you know, calling games here and there yeah. for, for the station. And, you know, that's a pretty cush gig, you know, as an ex ball player, he's got young kids, but he seemed pretty adamant that he wanted to get back in the game and, and, and really mm-hmm. wanted really wants this job and and people automatically liken it to, Oh man, here we go. We got another ex ball player that has no experience. Here's, you know, Robin Ventura, but he really wants it. So, um, and Robin, I think they had to like, you know, it was almost like they were, they were putting like the little M&Ms on the ground to have Robin follow him. And he's like, Ooh, a piece of candy. And I'll get, and then all of a sudden he's in the clubhouse and Oh, you're the manager. Good luck. (laughs) Wait a second. Wait a minute. Uh, um, yeah, that, you know, I, I listened to the interview, too, and uh, he it wasn't a, a passive like, well, I'd listen or um, no, because that was like Bruce Bochy. When you when you, you heard that other name, it's like Bruce, he's like, well, I'd listen to anything, uh, which sounds really desperate of uh, him trying to get back <laughs> in the game. You know, I, man, you tell me anything right now. It's like, I just, you know, please, somebody talk to me. Um, and, you know, and, but this isn't anything. This is a very coveted position in baseball, in my mind. Uh, you've got like, great young talent. You've got money uh, that hopefully, you know, c- will be spent this offseason, uh, which we'll talk about in a little bit. And you can see this organization trending upward. You, you've seen it a mile away. Uh, as Sox fans, and now nationally people are recognizing it. Do you turn the keys over to a guy that, yes, is beloved by White Sox fans forever, uh, but has zero coaching experience and managing experience? I mean, Gian was a third base coach uh, for a while. I mean, was a third base coach on a World Series uh, winning team. Um, I'm trying to think of other guys. Player to manager and and I'm not I'm not great on where he spent his time for getting the uh, the Twins gig. Uh, Brad Osmus recently, these days nowhere. Yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, great, hey, great, love the passion, AJ. But maybe take a bench coach position first. You know, may, maybe take a third base coach position first. I think he's got a high IQ for the game, but I also think he has things about him that can't be coached. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He just had an attitude about him where you look at him and you're like, there's not, not going to be another AJ Brzezinski around. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, and I don't know that I like guys that uh, I, I like AJ. And, and if it was announced that he was our manager and he won the job, you know, I, I could get behind it just cause it's, it's, he's at least recently been in the game and been yeah. around ball clubs. I think he could, I, I think that would be okay. But I like guys that go, I want to be a manager and I'm going to go and I'll, and I'll, I'll do it from, I'll do it at the triple A level and I'll start there or start as a bench coach mm-hmm. and get a little experience and, and, yeah. and show that you really, really want to do this rather than just say, wake up one day and go, I think I want to be a manager. Who wants to hire me? I, I, yeah. I don't know I, if I, that doesn't like pass the smell test for me. Yeah, I, I love the passion, and I think he will be – I think he will get a shot if he wants to stay in baseball, which his – you know, I think Canerco is another guy that, you know, a hitting coach or a bench co- – I think Canerco is a valuable piece of baseball, and uh, a team would, you know, uh, be benefit from asking him. But I feel like every interview he's given 
you know, I, I love what I'm doing. You know, I'm yeah. away from the game. I'm involved in my kids' sport. You know, it, maybe one day, but right now I'm still loving the like the retired life. Brzezinski yeah. very adamant about, you know, I, I love being around family, but if, you know, let's read between the lines here. It's like enough is enough. I need to get away from them. And I'm a baseball guy. Uh, this is my, this is my life. I need to get back in the game. I think the only uh, guy that I can think of that's gone without, and I could be wrong, has gone um, straight from player to manager without having experience that's had some success was Mike Matheny. If I if I remember correctly, he I don't think he managed anywhere did anything, and then managed the Cardinals yeah. to a World Series. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I think yeah, I, I think of Paul Molitor as well. Okay. Yeah, he might have had some positions before, and he had some success with the Twins, but of course, nothing really in the postseason. But yeah, it's not, and and again, it's it's not. It wouldn't be ridiculous, but again. That to me, an AJ Brzezinski hire is a 2017 hire. Yeah. Uh, but looking back now and everything, uh, we're going to repeat ourselves a little bit from the last episode, but it, it still would have been a dumb hire in 2017 because you needed a guy like Renteria that I think that is his role now moving forward, Renteria. If he, yeah. if he decides to take another managerial job is okay. Once maybe was an accident, twice is a pattern now with Cubs and now Sox. You have a great ability to get a young group of players that don't have a lot of Major League Baseball experience to, to buy into a culture, a rebuild culture, really, get playing as a team and create a positive vibe. And then we're going to bring in the, the person eventually that, that has that extra oomph now that can take in-game analytics, that can that can play baseball in 2021 um, and, and take us to the promised land. Yeah. You know, he, he's like, so, he's like a Ryan Fitzpatrick or a Nick Foles of, of like quarterbacks. You know, he's, yeah. he's like a guy okay. you can win with, but yeah. it's like, you're not really going to be our guy for a long time. So as soon as the kid's ready, you're out, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. And, and that happened yeah. down in Miami with, with Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's, they're winning games and then now they're going to, to a time. Uh, I can't say his last name. Yeah. But, you know, and, and, and well, you know, Nick Foles, and, you're, you're just a placeholder until we can find, uh, you know, maybe sometime, some, sometime in our, in our existence. You say, the quarterback. Okay, you say, well, look, the Sox made the playoffs for the first time since 2008. You're getting rid of your manager. But you have to then ask yourself, is it better to win with a guy that I really don't think is going to give us the World Series trophy or multiple appearances in the ALCS or World Series? And just stay, stay where we are. Uh, or is it, you know, take the risk and really do what I think we need to do to go to the extra, to get to the extra spot. And, and that's what the Sox ended up doing. You know, I, they would have been, they would have been in the playoffs next year with Ricky Renteria. They would have continued to be a successful team, but when push came to shove in critical moments down the stretch, we found out what he was at that Cleveland series and in Oakland. Yep. And, and you can't, you cannot risk that when it really matters in late September and October. So he can win you May, June, July, and, and we probably would win, we'll win the division next year with Ricky Renteria. But what's the, what sense of it is to just win the division? You know, that's not the goal. Yeah. You know, well, you hit it right on the head, Nick. I mean, you can win games in May and June and July with Ricky Renteria. But when the game is managed differently down the stretch, when a, when a division is online and definitely when it's in the playoffs and when you get outmanaged by the, by the other, uh, you know, dugout, I mean, yeah. it was, it's, it's glaring. Yeah. Um, so I don't see him winning a manager of the, of the year. Um, and, and that's fine, but there are a lot of wards that are, are coming down now for this team. And uh, just the other day, uh, several gold glove finalists on this squad. Um, we're going to talk about uh, also a reliever of ours uh, for reliever of the year and uh, some outstanding players uh, as well as executive. Han wins a sporting news executive of the year. Uh, Abreu wins player of the year from the sporting news. No surprise on the Abreu in my mind. Uh, I think you and I both uh, agree he will be given the MVP award. It's just a matter of time here until we wait till after the World Series, I believe, to they hand all those awards out. The Han thing was a little interesting to me. Uh, eyebrows, 
eyebrow raised for me. Um, but you, you've got some good points on that. Uh, to, to defend this award for Han. I, I think it's more about the, you know, you, you look at signing Robert to a long year or a long-term deal yeah. on, on, on a very cheap deal. He, if he doesn't do that, you never know what could happen down the line. And you, they're, they're looking, he could be a $300 million a year player. And he's done things like that with Moncada. He's done it in the past. Or this is a last year thing, not necessarily a this year mm-hmm. thing, but he's done it with mm-hmm. Eloy. Yeah. So I think it's the way that they've gone about business to put themselves in a good financial position, especially going into an off season that you don't know, you know, what the, what the market's going to look like. And we'll, we'll yeah. if we have time, I'm sure we'll talk McCann a little bit and, and some yeah, of the guys on the team and, and what you do with yeah. them. But he's put him, they he's put the white Sox in a really good financial position to, mm-hmm. to have a core of young guys locked up for a really long time at not a huge cost and, and give yourself the flexibility to go out and, and, you know, maybe swing at another right fielder again and hopefully land one this time and have a better plan yeah. and have an, an opportunity to go out and get a, a starting pitcher and throw money at that starting pitcher. And hopefully this time that starting pitcher wants to come here. So right. yeah. you know, that's why I think he gets it. And, and yeah. I didn't have a problem with it. In fact, it didn't really surprise me. I, I was surprised. You, you make some great points and, and I'm, I'm, you know, warming up to it. Um, and it's you're right. It's uh, it's more than just the deals that are made. It's uh, well, well, how do you spend the money? How, how are you creative? Which he has been creative, and and maybe this is a bit of a retroactive uh, because of all the things that have happened internally with you know extending Aloy and, and Robert and and Mancada and and the moves to to really get to where we are right now, uh, trending upward as we talked about uh, playoffs. Uh, should be a, a you know a regular thing for this club uh, for the next several years. Uh, it's just the fact that you know the goal was to get you know a, a, an established right fielder, a productive right fielder, a, a DH, and uh, you know in that starting pitcher. It, that's what they wanted, and, and they kind of achieved it with Keuchel, but really swung and missed, uh, literally figuratively with Mazzara. And, and with uh, Encarnacion, and that's the same things he's looking for this offseason. I'm like, wait a second. Yeah, that was your goal last year. Now this is the same goal, and yet you're getting an award for it. I know that's short-sighted by me, but that maybe is probably just a little bit more of anger as of the Mazzara thing, and I want to blame him 100%, but I know there's more things that go into it. Uh, but, yeah, you're right. Uh, he, he's, you know, he should be given credit, and, and, and here we are, and uh, – and that's a good thing for this organization. Um, you know, Abreu wins uh, Outstanding AL Player of the Year, uh, voted by peers. Uh, so it's not a lock now, but uh, it, this is usually how it goes. Uh, a player racks up these two these two awards and then the MVP follows. But it's not a given. It's not a given. So I'm curious to see how the writers vote. Uh, but, boy, would that be a, a real a cherry on the top of this uh, – you know, really productive season that uh, saw our our manager and our pitching coach both dismissed. <laughs> a lot of a lot of uh, awards being thrown out, and uh, and you know, you're right, <laughs> and you're minus your your manager and your pitching coach. But you know, it would be great for him. Uh, you know, the, the loyalty that the guy has shown the organization, the you know, the sacrifices and the lumps the guy's taken over the years. It's nice to see him get, you know, recognition nationally. And it's nice to see him be on a successful team. So it would yeah. be a nice end to the oh, story, yeah. you know, not the end we all wanted. You know, we wanted yeah. to be playing yeah. currently. That would have been even better. But, you know, there's there's still time and uh, and good for him, a good person. And, um, you know, let's, let's just hope that, that that happens. And I'd be... This would shock me if he didn't get it at this point. It would be, it would be a shock if he didn't win the MVP. Yeah, yeah, me too. And uh, and I think uh, an MVP award would would mean you know a nice uh, tribute podcast episode by us. Um, it, it just brings more attention to the Sox. Pat. Yeah, you know, uh, on award uh, Abreu. It, it just brings more eyes and uh, potentially. Uh, folks in the off season are going to say, Hey, they've got the AL MVP reigning AL MVP. I like what the executive's doing. 
They've got money. They're in Chicago. Uh, and, and I hope it trends a little bit differently than it did last year. Um, a couple other, uh, you know, awards. And then I'd, I'd like to start talking about McCann and Columate. So Gold Glove finalists, uh, Robert, not a surprise. Mankata, really not a surprise. Uh, Grandal, uh, McCann, which is unbelievable that you've got McCann and Grandal, you know, up for a gold glove on the same team here. Uh, Danny, M- Danny Mendick <laughs> is a finalist for a gold glove, folks. That's Danny Mendick, uh, part-time second baseman. Might see a little bit more playing time at the beginning of the year, depending on how Madrigal's shoulder heals up. But uh, you surprised about the Mendick uh, finalist? Uh, I, I think I'm honestly more surprised about Grandal. Yeah. I, I, okay. I'm glad I'm a little surprised about that too. I was kind of surprised about Grandel as well. Every time I watched a critical situation, the ball's popping out of his glove and he can't tag somebody. Yeah. Out of home. And it, maybe it was just those, I don't know, maybe less than a handful of times that, that you think about there, there were some, I don't know, big situations that he just yeah. had yeah. gaffes. Um, yeah. So that, that's just flat out surprised me unless they're looking at, a gold glove in the, they throw the pitch framing into that, which, which I don't know. It's, it's hard to watch a game and go, wow, we framed that one. Great. He framed that one. Great. And just go. Yeah. But other than the, the pitch framing, I mean, it's not like he's got a rocket for an arm and he's throwing out base stealers yeah. all over the place. Yeah. The can is, yeah. is a little bit surprising just because, you know, he didn't get the lion's share of the, the play behind the plate. He yeah, probably played more exactly. than, than I'm thinking of. But um, and maybe that just goes to catching maybe there were just some horrible, uh, horrible AL catchers, uh, just some god awful catchers. And it's like, we don't know what to do here. Uh, Those two guys in Chicago, let's give them to them. Um, Yeah, I, uh, uh, you know, we're going to talk McCann in a second here. But Colum is up for finals for AL reliever of the year. Twenty one games in this uh, 60 game season. 0.01 0.01 or 0.081 ERA. Uh, he was lights out. I mean, he had some, he had some nail biting experiences, uh, you know, definitely a handful of them that uh, made you grab the Pepto. But <laughs> you were, you were, he, you were quick to the Pepto. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Twitter and good on you for yeah. just always having that readily available. He, you know, he's not the only, you know, there's been several relievers in the last five to seven to 10 to 15 to 20 years that uh, have given me just the, the sweats and uh, I've had a pace, but there's been some, there were some moments this year for sure, but he got the job done. Uh, and now we get to a situation where uh, you could be losing uh, McCann, you know, he has the ability to walk uh, and you, you could be losing column A. Um, now you could offer column a, uh, you know, qualifying offer. I think it's going to be around 19 million. And, uh, and if you offer that to them, uh, I, I, you know, and if a team swoops in, uh, you might be awarded a draft pick. Um, is that how the Sox want to spend their money for a one, one year, 19 million on column a, a guy that's going to be 32 at the beginning of the season. There hasn't been a drop off. I would say he has had some great seasons with the Sox for, for a, a position that is very difficult and has a short uh, lifespan. At, at the beginning of this process, I was like, why, why would you want to keep column A? But now I'm starting to think, you know, maybe it's not so easy to just put Hoyer in there or Bummer. Maybe we're going to need column A. Maybe this isn't just for any person. It, it takes a it takes a special breed to close games. Uh, I, I can make a case for bringing Colomay back. Is that ridiculous? I Pat? don't, Nick. I don't agree with you, but I don't think it's ridiculous. <laughs> Is that can both things be true at the same time? I, I don't think you're true. crazy, but I, I'm more in the camp of uh, I'd rather get rid of a closer a, unless it's you know the the greatest closer of all time. I'd rather get a, rid of a closer a year too early than a year too late. Uh, that's just my opinion. I understand that. I understand. If I've got another, if I've got a checklist of things on, on my on my grocery list here, and I got to spend nineteen million dollars on a guy that, you know, has been fantastic for us, um, and maybe he'll be fantastic again, but 
I, I feel pretty good about the guys I have in my bullpen. One of those guys I can convert into a closer. I don't, I don't, I don't pay that money. Um, I, I'd rather, even if he has success going forward, I don't pay that money. I let somebody else do it. I just, I don't believe in closers having year after year consistency. And maybe I'm wrong with him, but I, but he's trending that way though. He has been pretty damn consistent. Yeah. Uh, what if it's not, what if it's not, you know, uh, too early? What if he's got at least another year? You know, I, I these are hypotheticals, but going into a year where we're going to have just extremely high expectations, we're going to ask a guy, if it's not column A, and you're not bringing some other clo- established closer in, you're going to ask a guy to try something brand new, right? And what if that doesn't work? What if Hoyer is just like, I yeah. can't do it. I'm not a closer. I'm an eighth inning guy. Or I'm a sit- what if Bummer just, it doesn't work out for Bummer. And you're like, this is well, bizarre. I thought he was good. And, and then we're saying, damn, uh, you know, we have the money and we didn't want to bring Colony back. Yeah, I, I see your point. I do. And I guess if they sign him, I'm not going to like kick and scream and say this was ridiculous use of your money. Um, then I'll Then I'll know that they know the guys they have can't do it. But I feel good if they do let him go, then I feel good that they think that the guys they have can do it, right? Because it does take a special breed. It takes a, a special mindset yeah. to come in in a ninth inning yeah. when it's the, the chips. You know, even though you could come in a, with a three-run yeah. lead and it's not that high pressure, it's still – it's the, the three hardest outs to get are those last three. Yeah. Um, yeah, so if they do, it means the guys that we have can't do it. And then I have more concern going forward. Because that means you sign that column A to a one-year deal, you're going to have to look for a closer the following year. I'll feel I will yeah. feel better about the future if they don't keep column A. Is that crazy to say? Because that means that they feel really good about what yeah. they have and the guys can do it. Yeah. No, you're. you're I mean, I, I guess I'm playing a little devil's advocate, but the more I stew on this, uh, the more I get a little anxious, uh, handing the ball over to. Uh, you know, especially what I saw in game three. And again, that was a mismanaged, good Lord. That was a nightmare of a, of a, of a pitching game. Uh, not only the performance, but also how people were thrown into different situations. But it, you could tell, man, in pressure situations, it's not yeah. for everybody. So, uh, you know, I'm a little anxious. I'm a little anxious to give that ball to somebody that hasn't had the experience. And, and maybe they will get that experience as the season moves on. But you know, as long as that money is going to be spent the right way, I, I ultimately don't have a problem uh, letting go of column A and saying, we, you know, that's not how we want to spend our $20 million. Uh, as long as it's yeah. being used. If it's being used uh, for a quality DH uh, or being used, of course, to bring in maybe Stroman or, or Bauer, uh, okay, uh, yeah. understandable. But if it's just to, like, you know, be cheap and, and, and grab a Mazzara type guy or, a, you know, Calhoun or, or some guy that's like, yeah, really? That doesn't move the needle for me. Like, yeah. what did you do? You screwed things up. You might as well, you just should have invested in the core here. Uh, but okay. So that, that's where we are with Colin. What about McCann? Uh, is he good as gone or can you make an argument for really enticing him back here and convincing him that, this is where you need to be in a limited backup role, uh, platoon with DH. Uh, you know, can you make well, an argument? Here's, here's what I'm thinking, Nick. This could be another Han Shines moment. He may be able to talk right. McCann into taking another year or two deal and say, listen, the market this year with COVID and, and, and what people are going to be willing to pay, you will not be able to make as much as you normally would be able to make. You might be better off signing back here for a year or two, wait for the market to normalize again, and then strike when the iron is hot when you still have another couple of good years of free agency left in, in your, in your uh, you know, uh, on your time. So He's 30 years old. Um, that's not a bad idea, Pat. I mean, look at a couple of years ago. Didn't, didn't that happen to Mike Moustakis who, who walked and was like, I'm going to uh-huh. get a deal here. I'm going to cash in and it comes to like February and nobody was offering anything. So he took less than Mm -hmm. what was originally offered on a one-year deal. Whoops. Whoops. A Daisy. 
yeah, this is a this is a risk for players too. Take advantage of the opportunity weird, here, and very weird. You know, but, but teams need catching. Yeah, you know, and they need quality yeah. catching, and McCann gives you that. So it's not like these teams would be just throwing money around for mm-hmm. no reason. Uh, that's the other. Thing. Uh, but yeah, I could I could see that pitch to McCann, and and of course, you know. Gosh, he's coveted yeah. by Giolito. Uh, brings such a presence. Uh, he's going to be a tough he one will to be, lose. But like I said, I think maybe you could convince him to sign for another year. And then who knows after that? You know, you sign him for a year, you keep him around. He has some success. And maybe then then you could work out a way to sign him for a longer deal. When, when you know, I, yeah. I just think you, you might be able to go to him and, like I said, and convince him to say, listen, Sign was for another year, it almost like a buffer year. Continue to increase your value. Mm-hmm. That way, when the when the market is what it yeah. is, you can really go after. It. You're only be 31. You're still going to be in in you know in relatively you know good baseball shape, especially yeah. if he's taken, you know, not taking the 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 bulk of the innings behind the plate. Absolutely. So he can really save. He Absolutely. saved his body this year. Obviously, only the, the whole games was 60. I don't know how many games he played in behind the plate. His body is going to be in the best, yeah. you know, condition it's going to be in. So I don't know. Maybe that's pie in yeah. the sky thinking, yeah. but I think that's a way that you could say make a case for him to be able to stay, rather than just say, "Well, they can't afford him; he's gone." Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think uh, you'll, you'll know, and you'll know early um, whether that, you know, the McCann camp, your agent, family, what their decision is, and, and. Uh, We'll, we'll see. I think we'll see very early, uh, very early on. I think he's going to be a coveted dude. People are going to be reaching out to him, uh, you know, catching. You got to have it. And we're not talking he's going to be a backup catcher. He's going to start. And we're going to see what 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 he feels and uh, what his family's interested in doing uh, soon, sooner rather than later. Um, so I, in my in my opinion, you know, Edwin's gone. Uh, I, I don't see them really dealing with Mazzara again. Um, you know, I think Gio Gonzalez is gone. Shisek is gone. Uh, there's going to be some, there's going to be some holes. There's going to be some money taken off the table and available. Um, you know, Han has said, as we talked about at the beginning of this episode, and it's on everybody's mind, everybody that's got their GM cap on right now, you know, trying to make deals, you know, put it down on paper, filling out for like, this is what I think the Sox should do. Starting pitching, DH right fielder, you know, the starting pitcher that's on everybody's mm-hmm. mind is Trevor Bauer, right? Oh uh, yeah. Am I right on that? Yeah, uh, it's, it is. And then uh, I, you know, Mar- Marcus Stroman is who opted out this year. Um, that that's like plan B. He doesn't have impressive numbers to me. Um, it'd be exciting to, to see what he's, what he can contribute to what he can do on the, on the South side. Um are you, how do you feel about Bauer? You know, is it a one-year deal for this guy? Do you think Jerry would, would spend, you know, 30 million for a one-year deal? Mm, for Bauer? I don't see that. It seems like here's, here's where the Sox would be at on a starting pitcher. It's not going to be six years and it's not going to be one year. <laughs> it's, and it's probably closer yeah. to three, like three years. About that three. seems to be the Sox MO. Yeah. If it, and then again, right. this goes back into uh, you talk to a guy like Trevor Bauer. Listen, we can we can lock you up for three years. We're going to give you this, whatever the number is, and then you still got another payday coming with a big free agency. We don't have, but you never know what a guy wants to do. You don't know if they if they just want the security and say I want the the big long term deal, or if they go okay, I can cash in now, and then I I I've got an, in three years I can cash in again. And play the game again. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I just uh, he falls into that category for me of just like that's a dream. You know, that that's just one of those. It just doesn't happen. You know, and and it, it ultimately could come down to he just doesn't want to play in Chicago. He doesn't play want to play with the guys that we have. I don't know. Uh, I feel like he would want to play with the guys that we have and the team that we have. He, he's a competitor. He's a smart dude. Uh, he sees what's going on with our organization. Uh, it, it also could mm-hmm. come down to the manager. You know, what, 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 you know, what, I feel like the manager's got to drop first 
before any signings. I would want, I would want oh, to heck know yeah. who's going to be the manager I mean, of this team. Um, but I also am like, do you want to play the Bauer game long oh, into the off season, man. you know, and have him and have him tease and dangle. And, you know, here we're sitting around, uh, you know, Valentine's day and this guy hasn't signed with anybody. And then you lose out on Stroman and, and maybe some other guys. So I, I don't. How long do you? How long do you play that game? Do you make a pitch and you say, "Hey, listen, we got to move on." Yeah, I, I, um, there's other guys. Unless you have, unless there's a target on this guy, you have kicked yeah. the tires already, and you feel confident that this guy. You have a feeling. You have a. You have a, just a sense, just from what you've heard, that, that he wants to be on this team. Then, then maybe you play yeah, the game I, longer. Of course, I'm more in the camp of let me let me get the known that's solid rather than hang around for the unknown and lose out in the end and then you're 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 left with nothing so you know there's i yeah. looked just yeah. very briefly this morning i do any kind of extensive research or anything nick so uh, i'll apologize to all the listeners out there if you think i've been pouring yeah, over everybody's I, everybody's on their own i, I just happened to go on I mean, you know yes. mlb.com this morning looked at the you know top free agents the number one overall not just starting pitcher but number nine overall uh free agent is, is this liam hendricks from the a's so you tell me that we got a top yeah. 10 in the top 10 of all free agents and he's a starting pitcher and a guy that's that's had some success with an organization that that you know you got to have a lot of respect for that that to me, if you sure. if you came and now a lot of that's not going to be splashy or sexy, and people are going to go, what what are we what are we doing here? But I, I'm we don't need. Oh, this is dumb to say. Everybody needs another ace on their on their staff, right? I'd love to have three aces, but it's not like we're bereft yeah. of starting pitching. You know, uh, you know, top end talent. We have that. I, I'm looking to fill out the entire lineup here. And if I can fill it out with a guy that I feel sure. comfortable giving the ball to, you know, every fifth day or whatever the number is, if he's your number three starter, I feel a lot better about having a, a total, you know, menu uh, of starting pitchers rather than being, you know, r- rather than say, saying we need to have this guy because we have nothing as far as a, a star. Yeah, yeah, I know. I hear, I hear what you're what you're saying there. I mean, to to have three consistent, solid. Uh, starters top one two three you know four and five interchangeable and when it comes down to it in in september october what are four and five really going to do for you but to have that one two three we found out uh you know this playoff run that boy we ran into a a problem uh in game three and it doesn't necessarily have to be a flashy guy like bauer even though you know you're, you're listening to you're reading articles like bleacher report uh, just said recently they made some early predictions and, you know, they pointed signs to Bauer going to the White Sox just because of need, because of where the Sox are, money that we have. Yeah, it, it makes sense. But it, we know you I know and other people that are listening and you got this doesn't happen. You know, the Sox rarely get their guy and, and, yeah. and pay for that guy. You know, it just doesn't happen. And it happened with Grandal. And uh, it, it that was great. So it, it it's a hope, and it's not like out of. Uh, there's no. It could it could definitely fall in the sack's lap, but I think they need to be quick with it and not, as you said, uh, hold on to that as your only option. Then you let like you know option yeah. two and three go. And what, what I'm I, I warm up folks to this is how it's going to go. Uh, you got Giolito, Keuchel. And uh, Cease or Dunning is your top three, and then and I think they're going to continue to work on Cease as a fourth, and then and then fifth, we'll see how how tra- how spring training goes. I mean, maybe I, I have a feeling they're going to oh, stick Lord. with Lopez, unless the new pitching coach. I, I really just have a weird feeling this is so socks for them to just be stubborn and want to stick with Lopez, and I, I wouldn't count on Kopech for much at the beginning. I think he's going to log some innings in Triple A, but I, I, you you could see Kopech, and that and there and there's where you are now. When it comes to you know right fielder or DH, I think they might try to spend some money that way. You know the Sox don't spend a ton of money on pitching. They they might re-sign Giolito. Maybe yeah. they give him a new contract. You know, try to lock up some in-house guys, 
But uh, right now, I, I look at, you know, Vaughn DHing and, and, and platooning at first base. I, I look at Collins being your backup catcher, and I, and I really think Ingle is your right fielder at this time. You know, maybe they go after Springer. Maybe they go after Brantley, Ozuna. Um, I could see that maybe. I could see Springer or Brantley, depending on who the manager is, especially if they bring in A.J. Hinch. You might see some of those Houston guys follow. But I'm trying to be kind of realistic, Pat, uh, and trying not to get into the whole, you know, fantasy world uh, of the Bowers and the mm-hmm. and the Springers. You know, uh, hell, we might have Quintana back on this team. They might they might offer Quintana a, a deal and say oh. we want you as a fourth or fifth. You, you okay. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll t- well, I'll tell you this: <laughs> if you told me that and and uh, Lopez is gone, then I, then I can totally jump on board. You give me that over, over Ronaldo Lopez. I'll take that every day of the week. Um, LaRusse is your manager and Katana is your force. How's that? Uh, I I don't know if there's, I I don't know if there's enough white claw in this world to get me through next year. If that happens. (laughs) Um, So what? Okay. So I just laid out a cut. Give me a give me a prediction uh, on just early prediction because you know this isn't going to be the last time we'll make some predictions as the off season rolls on. Um, Bauer Strowman, uh, I mean, are, are one of those guys coming to the Sox? I'd say the likelihood is better with Strowman than Bauer. So I'll, I'll if you have if you're saying choose one, that would be the one I would choose as most likely. Um, do I see most either likely, one of them yeah. happening? I would put. I would put one of them being here at like a, I'll put it at like a 45%. How's that? Yeah, I'm not confident. I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 yeah. I'm not confident you're going to see any of those. Um, how about a, a Springer or a Brant or um, Ozuna? Well, here, uh, of those that you just said, <laughs> maybe it's because I, I've, I've been watched, I, I watched Ozuna in the playoffs and, and he's, you know, He's doing things um, that that our right fielder yeah. just couldn't do. Um, so I think it's I think it's a guy like Ozuna, in my opinion. That's the guy that I yeah. wanted last year. I think that I think that it just seems like that would yeah. be too good of a fit. You know, it just seems like he fits with this ball club. Yeah. The, the fun, the you know, it just seemed like he's the guy, a guy that would totally fit in with this ball club. Um, but I, I'll tell you the guy we didn't yeah. talk about, a, a guy that we've heard about for, I think, three years in Jack Peterson. You know, it, it just seems like sure. he's oh, the yeah. guy. Yeah. It, it's like that's that's yeah. Hans White Whale. Is Somehow we've tried to trade for Jack Peterson, never really worked out, and now he's going to be available. Uh, I yeah. just think that that it's it could be one of those two guys, and I if I, – Boy, I hope I would really like it to be Ozuna. That's just I feel like that would be a good fit for us. You know, both talent and personality. Yeah, I I, I want an established uh, third starter um, to go with to go with these young guns that we have. That you know, Dunning still has to prove prove himself. Cease has to prove himself. Lopez, to be honest with you, if they got rid of Lopez, I would not cry tier one. Uh, get him out of here, but I just feel like they feel, you know, he's got talent. He's got something that they can try to tap into and they're not done with him yet, but I've seen enough. Um, I, I'm just, I hope is I'm not being a downer, but I just feel like I'm being realistic as a Sox fan that have been, has been burned so many off seasons. Now the Grandel Keuchel off season. Okay. That, that was a positive. That really was. Uh, and then you also have to factor in the manager here of all of this and the manager really is, a, is going to be a huge off season cat and we'll see who that is. And it, then that, then everything else might yep. drop. It, let, let's just see what, uh, what, what shoe uh, is to drop first, but yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, you know, I, I think once this world series wraps up, um, you're going to see some movement and uh, you and I will get back at it. Hopefully uh, in person as we, continue to do these uh, 
from a distance, which has worked out. Uh, always a yes, pleasure yes. talking I, I, with I, you, my friend. I love our time. Hopefully, uh, the next time we get together, we've got maybe some breaking news to break down. That would be cool. Um, before we jump out of here, though, it is, yep. we are baseball fans, after all. The World Series is going on. The Dodgers are up 2-1. to one. Uh, yep. We've talked yep. a little bit about you know how crazy it is. Tampa Bay does it on a you know $25 million um, Absolutely. You know, budget. Yeah, uh, but who do you like? You know, Dodgers up two one seem to be you know the the favorite. Obviously, uh, what what say you, Fuzzy Britches? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, uh, you know what? I, I I'm at a point where it's like, <laughs> let the Dodgers win already. Uh, they've been knocking on the door. You know, I don't have a problem with 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 the Dodgers. I don't. I, I actually yeah. I would like to see Kershaw get a ring. I, I think he's a guy that, you know, just has done it for so long and uh, is going to go into the Hall of yeah. Fame and, and, and let him have that. Um, I mean, he had a hell of a performance in game one. Uh, it, the underdog in me wants to see the Rays because uh, I look at that lineup. I'm like, I don't know any of these players, you know, uh, the the way they're operating and have been for several years. And it uh, is, is made me kind of just be embarrassed. Uh they, they've they've gotten to the postseason just as many times as the Sox over their you know their their existence. Um, it's crazy. So I I'm feeling that the Dodgers are going to win, but uh, I yeah, I think it's been a fun series so far. And uh, I'm with you. I think Dodgers win. I don't have a problem with it. Big payroll, heavy favorite. I, this is one time that I'm not really. Uh, too concerned about it because of, of what you talked about. And, and you got a superstar in Mookie Betts that's holy moly. That guy is amazing. Yeah, he's playing, boy, he's playing well. And, and you like, I, I like to see that. It's like, okay, you got the money and, uh, and, and you've got this, the lights yep. now. So, yep. so shine, man, do, do your thing. And it was good to see that from Betts. And it was good to see that in Kershaw in game one after having kind of a rough, yep. um, NLCS. Uh, so yeah, I, I've been watching it. It's, it's, yep. it's, it's fun to see fans in the stands, man. Uh, I, I can't say I feel confident uh, bundling up and watching the Sox home opener in, uh, in April or games in May. I, at this rate, I, who knows, man, we maybe we'll be back in July or August. I hate to say it, but hopefully things change, but that has been fun to see fans. Yeah. Out yeah. There it's, uh, it'll be great. Energy. You'll be there. Uh, the election's almost uh, here, and it'll be done, and then this will be all behind us. <laughs> yeah, well, we, uh, yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> it'll be done by Easter. Uh, it, uh, it's, <laughs> it's all good. Um, yeah, well, hopefully uh, next time you and I uh, talk, we are talking about a new skipper uh, taking us into 2021 and uh, the year that uh, – that can be very exciting for this Sox organization. Uh, Pat, always a pleasure, my friend. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Good Guys TV. You can find us on Facebook on our Facebook page, Good Guys Talk Back. Uh, find this podcast anywhere. Uh, subscribe, and every new episode will come right into that inbox. Just a couple of diehard Sox fans talking Sox all year round. Uh, for Pat Hester, I am Nick Morowski. Until next time. Go Sox.